From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR. As we know, COVID-19 is a very deadly virus. It has decimated the economy. It has completely shut down the sports world. And I'll tell you what, I hope this is not a new trend, but the first professional sports league is now done because of the coronavirus. And I'm talking about the XFL. The XFL, the first time around in 2001, I, I thought it was a little gimmicky. And and even though they made it through the season with the Los Angeles Extreme winning the XFL championship, I don't think a lot of people at the time really thought the XFL had staying power. But I will say this. I thought XFL 2.0 was actually pretty good. They got off to a great start. They had very, very good TV ratings. I like some of the innovation in the rule changes that they brought to the game. But unfortunately, the XFL 2.0 was brought to its knees by COVID-19. And and maybe this was inevitable anyway. Maybe it wasn't going to survive. But I don't think this is a day to celebrate if, if you're in the sports world, this this is a day to be very, very disappointed because this is the effect that this, this virus is having not only on the economy worldwide, but the sports world. XFL 2.0, if you're just joining us, filed for bankruptcy earlier today. They made it through five games in the season. After five games, COVID, the pandemic struck. The league had to be shut down. Vince McMahon, to his credit, said he would pay out all the players. But today, here we are on April the 13th, the XFL has had to file for bankruptcy. The league is technically for sale. I don't think anybody is going to rush out and buy the XFL. It's all part of the bankruptcy procedure. But I think it's safe to say XFL 2.0 is done. And again, this is not a day to celebrate if you are a fan of football. Uh, He was part of XFL 1.0. He was with that Los Angeles Extreme team that won a championship. He is back in the Canadian Football League. He's worked so many years with the Calgary Stampeders. Now he is a member of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. It's a real pleasure to be joined by my good friend Jim Barker on Sports Talk with Jock. Hey, Jim, first of all, are you staying safe and healthy? I am. I'm Good. I'm self-contained here all by myself in my condo in Toronto. Good for you, my friend. Good for you. And that's what we have to do. And, 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 and we will come out of this, and hopefully we come out of this stronger than ever. But uh, right now, we're, we're, we're right smack dab in the middle of it. And, and when you got the news today of the XFL filing for bankruptcy, probably didn't surprise you, Jim. But as I said, I, I don't think this is a day to celebrate, even if you are a fan of the Canadian Football League and the CFL establishes itself Firmly is the number two football league in the world. Uh, this is not this is not good news for football. Well, I agree with you. I mean, it does solidify the fact that I will probably have one of only fifty XFL championship rings <laughs> That's ever, true. ever earned. Uh, but you're right. It's 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 sad. It's you know it's. Uh, <laughs> They were trying to do things the right way. I was part of 1.0. And honestly, when they dropped it back then, we were everybody was on a high. We had just had the million-dollar game, which was a million dollars, winner-take-all. Mm-hmm. And 
everybody was on a high and Vince McMahon said, you know, the rings are going to be spectacular. And they had talked to me about potentially being the new head coach in Philadelphia at the beginning of the week of meetings that they had. And then something happened right toward the end of the week that had to do with the TV contract. And he decided to pull the plug. And I went from early in the week thinking I was going to be called to be a head coach in that league to getting called and saying there was no more and that it wasn't it was it was going to be done with and uh you know it's that's never fun now we were different because the xfl then again it's part of what vince mcmahon learned i guess we were part of the wwe so we actually all all assistant coaches got paid for another full year and uh, benefits oh, for really? a full year. Okay, I didn't so, know that. And that's what people don't realize is a lot of people, a lot of coaches, I mean, Vince McMahon stood in front of us and said, this is going to be three years. And we had coaches move from all over the country to L.A. and take out long-term leases. And, I mean, there was a lot of families affected. And to just stop paying, they were going to pay us through the end of, end of May. They dropped it at the beginning of May. They were going to stop paying us at the end of May. And it's like you just, you put families in unreasonable situations. You know, they're in places that are not not their normal homes. They, they Some of them move their families out because you expect, you know, it's going to last. And so it was, I, I, it was sad because I'd been there and I sent June Jones a note and, uh, you know, it's it's just it's sad. It's not good for for anything, and and this virus is is real, and it has, it is affecting all facets of how we live our life. And uh, um, I don't know that the world will ever be the same. I have to agree with you, and, and, and that's a scary thought, because when we do come out of it, we don't know what the world is going to look like. We don't know what the sports world is going to look like. Uh, let me ask you this question, because it's a little hypothetical. Was the XFL 2.0 on the right track? Did, did you think, uh, when you watched the first five games, you know, I, I know their TV ratings declined a little bit. Uh, their attendance in some markets wasn't great. But, but again, I, I thought they were on the right track. Did, did you think they had better staying power this year? Uh, you know, they were, they were similar to us and that they had a lot of, again, it comes down to, you know, do people want to go watch PJ Walker play quarterback right. or, or Matt McGloin, that guy, the guy from the Raiders and, and, you know, Jordan Tamu was actually an exciting, interesting guy to watch. They had some players that were exciting and interesting, but for the most part, it was not going to draw people and the gambling on it because it was such a crapshoot and people didn't know the teams real well and didn't know the players or the coaches or, I mean, they were only five games in. If gambling could have, could have gotten going, maybe it would have had a chance, but it was, uh, it started out just like our league. Our league started out, shoot, we were, uh, I mean, that, the that opening night game when, you know, they did the whole coin toss and the mm-hmm. kid separated his shoulder. And, <laughs> and I mean, it was our league didn't know when, when his first time through, he didn't know what he wanted to be. We had, you know, he, he went to players and asked them about, 
you know, we want to set up this thing like you're having an affair with a cheerleader. And they're like, I, I've got kids in school. I'm not doing that. <laughs> and, and, you know, so they, they thought they were going to be more like wrestling. And then they saw, well, you can't really do that. Let's be as good a football as we can be. So toward the end of our season, it became much more just about football. And, uh, you know, it was uh, – so, so I think he learned a lot. He came back, and it was strictly just about football mm-hmm. uh, in this XFL 2.0. And, uh, you know, he had a lot of good football people involved, a lot of people that were from, uh, you know, that came to, went down from Canada. There was a lot of coaches down there that mm-hmm. have coached up here. And, uh, you know, there were players who, who had gotten out of their contracts and were down there playing. And so – you know, it was it was a league that uh, I think drew some interest, but in reality, people aren't going to pay money to go watch the players they had play. There was just no. It, it's it's kind of like arena football and that kind of thing. That when you don't know the players and you have trouble identifying that, it makes it makes mm. it tougher, I think, to sell. Uh, fair enough. So, so let me ask you this: XFL 1.0 didn't make it. Uh, the Alliance League of American Football didn't make it. Now XFL 2.0 didn't make it. Is this the end for for somebody actually, you know, trying and restarting a spring league? Maybe the United States of America just doesn't want it because when the best players, as you say, already play in the NFL, I, I don't know how you make spring football work there. You, you may be right, Jock. I don't think I would say there won't be another league. I think there'll be a league that maybe plays even in the in the fall. Okay. And they'll play Tuesday and third Wednesday nights or something along those lines. Uh there may be a developmental, you know, a league between um between high school and when they can get drafted in the NFL. I know there's been talk about that and uh Don Yee has been involved in that and I I've, I've been involved in in with him for three years talking about different things that he'd like to get done. Again, it comes down to money and what people are willing to pay for and what kind of TV money can they get. And, you know, those are, those are the things that, uh, that determine the success of a league. Um, You know, there's, there's different ways of, for example, the arena league has to draw people to the seats. Oh, they don't even have an arena. It's called indoor football now. Right. The Canadian League. We need to have people in the seats. That's part of that's part of the business plan. Um, if, if you have teams not drawing, it makes it difficult. So, uh, you know, I think it's it's tough to create interest in in markets. I think there was, you know, you're going to get those twenty thousand fans that are going. Because this is this can be their thing. I mean, that happened in the XFL. I mean, we played. Should I think our first game in the Coliseum? We had close to forty thousand, but then it went down, and it was normally right around twenty. You know, uh, so I, it, it, I think it's difficult. I, somebody's going to try again. I promise you, somebody's going to try. <laughs> there's, there's, it, it's it, it's going to happen. It will it ever be successful in my lifetime um that's that's a tough that's a tough one to predict i i would have a hard time betting on it 
but again, I think some of the things the CFL is doing with the global, um, trying to get other countries involved and things along those lines, and there's only one NFL, you know, bodes well for the CFL. I agree. That, the I fact agree. that there are a lot of players in other countries around the world that can play and want to play, and there is interest in in Europe and and uh, all over the globe in football. And, it, it, you know, the more of those players that start to get experience, I think there's, I'm not going to put a number, 30 to 40 guys who played Division One football who are going to be classified as global players in our league because they were born in wherever their different countries football yeah. was yeah. yeah. So I think it I think it can I, I think it there there's gonna be a possibility where there's a glut of players and somebody somewhere is gonna come up with a that's gonna be the next thing I think that happens. Interesting. is a global league where you, you have teams all over the world now the travel becomes a bit of an issue uh but you know where germany is playing brazil uh and mexico is is playing a team based in canada you know i i just think that's going to be the next kind of thing that that somebody tries to do uh but you know I, again will it ever will it ever be successful and <laughs> and happen in in my life. I shoot. Who knows? With this virus, you know, it's uh, if they don't find a vaccine for it, there. You know, it's going to be just really interesting to see what happens with sports everywhere. Well, you're right because it's going to be so tough to put people into uh, you know whether it's twenty thousand or a hundred thousand people into a stadium. Uh, uh, you know, without a virus, I don't see how that happens. So I agree there. And and hey, the Stampeders signed a player today, a defensive lineman, a uh, Jordan Harold, who you know played his college football in Missouri. But where did he play last year? He played in the Mexican Football League. So just to your point of the of the world out there, uh, there are more and more people playing this uh, this this sport globally, without a doubt. And, and again, I, I don't think this is a day to celebrate for the Canadian Football League because you want other leagues to have success and competition is good for you. But what I think it does, Jim, and it, it, it basically does solidify the Canadian Football League as the number two league in the world, in my opinion. Well, yeah, and I'm not sure that the XFL coming in was threatening that anyway. It okay. was a, they played a 10-game season. You know, you can't... It takes time to develop credibility. And the CFL is, is older than the NFL. The CFL was around before the NFL was around. So uh, there was a time when the NFL was second to the CFL. Now, they've obviously passed the CFL. But to anybody, I mean, this is, they are different games. They're similar, but they're different in that this is three-down football. It's the greatest three-down football in the world. And I think one of the things Randy Ambrose is trying to do is sell the concept of three-down football all over the globe he's trying to get and i know there's there's some countries that are saying this fits better with our model because we can use soccer fields because our field is 65 yards wide where an american field is only 53 and a third it's much easier for them to take the facilities they have and put a canadian football league field and play three down football than it is to try to go to put american american football fields uh, in the inside of their soccer field. So there's a lot of things that 
you know, again, make the Canadian Football League so unique. And I don't look at it as second. I look at it as the greatest three-down football in the world. And a great way to put it. They, they play the greatest four-down football in the world in the U.S. And, and that's great. And I think that is what Randy Ambrosi is trying to do, is he is trying to get people around the world to understand the greatness of three-down football. And I think that's that's part of what the whole global thing is, because once that happens, now the revenues get better, and and when the revenues get better, more players want to play here, and it, it just it, it snowballs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's some there's some great things happening for this league, and and uh, uh, you know this whole virus thing. Well, who knows what's going to happen with that? No, nobody does, <laughs> but. It's uh, it's just kind of an exciting time. So, again, I've never thought of the CFL as a, as second to the NFL. I've just we've been playing football, the the sport of football, longer than they have there. That's fantastic. And yeah, and it's it is what it is. It's a different game. Hey, hey, do you have time for one more quick segment? I want to ask you about yeah. your kicker that signed with the L.A. Rams today. Uh, he is Jim Barker, a former XFL employee, won a championship with the XFL. That was XFL 1.0. Uh, now, of course, he is a, a long-time employee, not only of the Calgary Stampeders, but with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, more with Jim when we come back. This is Sports Talk with Jock on Global News Radio 770 CHQR. That was fantastic, my friend. I appreciate Jim Barker, a special guest here on Sports Talk with Jock. Uh, we only got a couple of more minutes here with uh, Jim, but uh, but Jim, I, I did want to reach out to you because you said you did talk to June Jones, who did leave Canada uh, to go join the XFL. And uh, how did he take the news? Is he, is he okay? Yeah, you know he he has a lot of respect for for Vince McMahon and what he tried to do and for that league. And and June is that guy. He's he's never going to be down on anything. Right. And, you know, he claimed he, he believes he won the championship and rightfully so. They were undefeated, five and oh and and I you know Give I, him a ring. Told, Give him a ring. I, yeah. I said, Well there'll be no rings. I said, I've got an XFL ring. It might look like it's out of a cracker jack box, but it's still an XFL ring. Uh, so true. Hey, uh, since I got you on, you you are now one of the uh, assistant coaches with the Hamilton uh, Tiger Cats, a team that played for a Great Cup championship here in our city. Uh, are, are you over the pain of that one yet, or you never get over it? <laughs> I mean, you know, I I've been to this was my fifth one, and I've never lost one. So I didn't. I, I don't know. It just never even dawned on me that we wouldn't win, and <laughs> you know, and that's. That's what makes the the CFL so so great. I mean, you know, it's it's hard to beat any team three times, and mm-hmm. we had beaten them twice during the season. And you know, it's just uh, they they played great. I mean, Osh had them ready to play, and I was just I wish it could have been a better game. Yeah. That that's all. You know, you wish it could have been a better game. And, a few key mistakes uh, early, eh? A few key mistakes early that just cost you guys big time. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, there's there's no excuses. It's nope. just it's it's that kind of thing. When you you a team starts to get momentum, and I thought they beat us up front. I thought that it was uh, it, it was old school the way football is supposed to be played in the cold in Calgary. Although it was actually a beautiful week, but it was still cold. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're 
the running game and the ability to stop the run is what wins games in football. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether it's three-down football or four-down football. <laughs> you still have to be able to run the ball and stop the run, and I thought they did a better job of that, and that's why they won. Yeah, I've only got about a minute left, but uh, today, some, some interesting news. Uh, your kicker in Hamilton, uh, and, and, and I'm, not a, I'm not sad to see him leave because I always have a tough time pronouncing his name, but Liram Haralahu, uh, he, he signs with the LA Rams today, so, so good for Liram to get a, get a chance with the NFL. Yeah, that is really exciting news and exciting for the CFL. It's great to watch our guys go down and have a chance, and uh, hopefully he gets a he gets a great opportunity. And uh, uh, you know, it's the, in that in that league, if you're a kicker, you better make them all. <laughs> they just, no room for they error. Cha- they change kickers faster than anybody. They're not gonna. They're going to have zero tolerance. So I wish Liram all the best. He's a great kid, and we had him in Toronto here, and and then uh, took him to he. Then he went to uh, went to Hamilton, and yeah. he's just, you know, he he's valuable up here. He's a Canadian who can do all three. Now he's focusing just on place kicking, and he kicked this year off the ground, uh, which he hadn't. He had kicked. When he had kicked with me in Toronto, he had used a tee. Always used the tee. So he kicked off the ground this year. And, uh, yeah, if he used a tee, maybe that one against Calgary wouldn't have got blocked (laughs) by Trey Roberson. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you forget about those little intricacies, don't you? So Trey's now in the NFL and Lerm's in the NFL. And I knew I was talking to the folks in Calgary and (laughs) knew they'd get a kick out of that one. Uh, Jim, it's it's always good catching up. I really appreciate your time as always. Uh, uh, you know, stay safe, stay healthy, and, uh, and and keep well, my friend. Hopefully, hopefully, we're playing in the Canadian Football League this year, but uh, we, we we never know. So just fingers crossed. All right, Jocko. Great to talk to you as always, and we'll talk again soon. You betcha. Jim Barker with the Hamilton Tiger Cats talking about the demise of the XFL second time around as they declare bankruptcy today. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, the Masters rewind. Yeah, that was going on this weekend. And how about the future of the NHL season? This is Sports Talk with Jock. Partly cloudy and two degrees in downtown Calgary. Good evening from Global News. It's 730. I'm Haley Jarmain. Alberta's chief medical officer of health says the province is expanding the eligibility of COVID-19 testing to anyone with a fever, cough, runny nose, shortness of breath or sore throat. Dr. Dina Hinshaw says the most effective way to arrange testing is to complete the Alberta Health Services online assessment form. There's been 81 new cases of COVID-19 in Alberta in the last 24 hours, bringing the total to 1,032. There's also been two additional deaths, bringing the total to 46. Ottawa says 5.4 million Canadians are receiving emergency federal aid through the Canada Emergency Response Benefit. Hundreds of thousands more claims are waiting to be processed in the economic fallout from COVID-19. Liberals are likely to soon broaden the scope of the benefit to include workers currently being left out. Clouds tonight with a low of minus 3. Tomorrow, cloudy with some late-day flurries, but still a daytime high of 7. It's 2 degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next news at 8 o'clock. Maylie Charmaine.